even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. Welcome back, my friends. We are the Smarky Geeks. I'm Frankie. Just when you think you have all the answers, I change all the questions. De Jesus. My name is John. They call me Fred Flintstone because I make you a bedrock Turiano. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, give it, come on. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'm, give it to you. All right. It's not good. Yes, okay. Uh, you can reach the show. <laughs> You're proud of that, aren't yeah, you? That's a very good one. Yeah. You can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com. Call hotline number at 347-762-7596. Subscribe to us on whatever podcast catcher you use, uh, whether it's Anchor or Podcatcher or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. Just search The Smarky Geeks and we will come up. Um, we are pro. We, we are... Blah, 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 blah. Fuck, let's fuck that up. You're well, so close. It's a weird day. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. Uh, it, we are also on Twitter, so follow us on Smart at Smarky Geeks at Frankie De Jesus at the Judge Miano. Also follow us on our Facebook group and have fun combos there. Favorite place to be online right now. Uh, subscribe to us also on Instagram at the Smarky Geeks and uh, and then on with the show. Uh, real quick, I go, I did Google our name. I put it in to see what come up. Hmm. Um, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Castbox, or just a few of them. Yeah. Anchor, which we talk about. Yeah. So yeah, so we're, we're all. Yeah, we're all. The main ones are Apple and Google. Yeah, of course. So real quick, Frankie said real quick, it's gonna be a weird show. If you listen to the other show, which we recorded before we recorded this one, about thirty minutes into the show, word came down that NBA legend. Kobe Bryant passed away in a tragic helicopter crash. Mm. So it kind of threw that show off in a, into a loop a little bit. Yeah. When we kind of ended the show abruptly. Because when we heard that, we really had nowhere else to go. But we don't want to, we don't want it to be business as usual after that. Yeah. We needed a moment. Right. And we're not going to just have the moment on that show. Um, we did, we look, we did have a moment. There was about a minute of stunned silence on that show. Yeah. Like us, look, like I'm more of a bad. I mean, Frankie grew up watching Kobe Bryant. Cause yeah. I was, but I'm a diehard basketball fan, so that th- completely threw me off. So yeah, so there was some stunt sounds on that show, and this show's gonna be a little weird, cause we're gonna try to stay in the routine, but we're doing it with heavy hearts. Yeah. So it's a little hard, but but we'll, but we're professionals, well, somewhat professionals, quote unquote professionals. <laughs> so we're just gonna march on. Well, not to bring the show down further. Too late. God um, damn. Another le- a wrestling legend has passed away as well. Okay. Just uh, just mention that. Hercules uh, Ayala. Right, right, right. Uh, has passed away. Um, as a kid, I was afraid of him. Um, 
him and um, Butcher Brosey were two like wrestlers. Else, Bruiser like, Brody. What did I say? Butcher Brosey. Butcher Brody is, is, is lesser known brother. Yeah, uh, Bruiser Brody. Because we kept talking about the Butcher and the Blade, and now you and, kept talking about and the Butcher and the pa- of Paris comic book. But um, wrong show. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I was always scared of him, Hercules Ayala, and Bruiser Brody. Um, yeah, Hercules Ayala. He's from Puerto Rico, and he was. He made it big in, in that territory, the Puerto Rican territory, doing, like, the that style. The Puerto Rican territory is usually, like, a hardcore style. You know, the, the walking brawls and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, Which is probably why I like walking brawls nowadays. And Puerto Rico is where Bruiser Brody was killed. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they, Bruiser, Puerto Rico always had a rep... I mean, not, not now, but back in the 80s, they had a reputation of being a hard place to wrestle. Like the crowd was very hard violent. Hard. A lot could happen. There was also mm-hmm. a lot of shitty backstage politics going on, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons that Bruiser Brody was murdered. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you ever go on Vice, they have the the Beyond the Ring stuff, Dark yeah. Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. They did they did one on Bruiser Brody, that was which the first, was, it was great. The first one. Yeah. And that's actually coming back this season. They bring, they do one on Hard. I think. Yeah. So real quick, back to Ayala. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, am so, I am so sorry. It's a weird show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, rest in peace. There was a I posted on our on our forum or our Facebook group. Uh, Hercules Ayala versus Randy Savage right before Randy went to WWF uh, back in the day. Nice. Very nice. You, you did it right. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. Um, which was a really good match back in the day, and it just shows you like the type of uh, wrestler Ayala is. It gives you a taste of it. Um, but yeah, rest in peace, Ayala. Rest in power. Yeah. Uh, now let's do some quick news bits. Okay, go for it. Lance Archer possibly being scooped up for AW <sighs> or not? We don't know, but mm. what do you think of it? <sighs> no, no what? I'm not a fan of it. Not a fan of Archer? No, I'm not a fan of him going to AEW. Why not? Not because he's not talented. It has nothing to do with him or AEW itself. AEW needs to work on what they have first. Mm-hmm. They you know, they have enough talent right there right now. From my my personal opinion. They're a young company. They have enough talent. They should work on building up that talent first. Because the more big talent they bring in, that means somebody that's knocked down a, a room. Mm-hmm. They have enough talent. They have guys that they could build up. Joey Janela, Kip Saban is great. Players still have, they're still doing their, your word, long-term angle with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. They still got Moxie. They got Pac. Jungle Boy is a future star. They have, they have too much talent there. Because by bringing in somebody like Lance Archer, who's actually a big name, it's a pretty big name, mm-hmm. you're gonna knock somebody else is gonna is gonna lose an opportunity somewhere. Because because you can't bring in Lance Archer just to have him be on TV and not do anything. Well, I think that's gonna happen anywhere he lands, though. Right. But where understand. do you think he should land? Hold on, before I get to that, I understand that wherever Lance Archer goes, if he ends up in NXT or Ring of Honor, he's immediately a top guy. I get mm-hmm. that, but for a young company like AEW. That's not a good. That they should try to build up their young talent first. Like you no, know, try to get guys moving along. Like I say, you bring in Lance Archer, you add a, what and the problem with Ring of Honor, AEW, they don't have a big card title. So those old guys, if 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 you don't put Lance Archer in the world title picture, you have nothing to do, nothing to do there. And he'll get into feud after feud after feud until either a mid card title is created or he gets out of the opportunity to title. I think it'd be a waste of talent for him to be there. Okay. Where? 
I think it'd be good for the Ring of Honor. All right. You know, and now that ROH is, is working with, like, NWA again, it'd be a good fit. I was actually going to say NWA. NWA wouldn't be a bad fit because he could work Ring of Honor, too. Yeah, and I mean, he fits that style. See, what I like about the, the thing what they're doing with NWA now, with Ring of Honor, working with other promotions, is a guy like Lance Archer could sign with Ring of Honor and still appear for the NWA. Mm-hmm. And give add some more star power to that promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I want to excuse myself. I I'm stuffed up. So if my no, if, if I stop talking, all, all of a sudden that'll be gonna, a blessing. Uh, you know I'm gonna give it to you though anyway. <laughs> Ooh, though, quick, not slow. It's quick. It's quick. <laughs> I am stuffed up today. So anyway, yeah, I think Lance Archer will probably better fit like the Ring of Honor NWA storyline than AW. Okay. I just think they should focus on the talent they have first. Okay. I don't know if I'm right or wrong with that. No, it's a good opinion. It's a valid opinion. Anyway. Um, another, I guess, uh, combining on that, uh, all this talking about challenging uh, AEW stuff. Well, he well he, well, he was, just made a comment, really. Well, but, what he, his comment yeah. was he's willing to work with anybody. So he yeah. did turn down an, an AEW contract. He didn't want to go there. Yeah. He's open to working with anybody. You know, and he said, if AEW wants people like me, they can do one of two things. They can work with us, or they can just open the checkbook up. Hmm. It would, I don't know if it would hurt AEW working with the NWA. I don't think it would. It wouldn't hurt AEW. It would benefit NWA, for sure. Right. It, 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 but it, it wouldn't be, hurt at all. It would be... One of those win-win situations. Hmm. If AEW... Because the NWA works with AEW, that means AEW is kind of working with Ring of Honor and New Japan a little bit. Yeah. Which is going to happen. I've said it from the beginning. There you go. Here we go. The only way... <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. It's, it's true. The only way anybody... All these other promotions think they could be WWE on their own. Impact thought they could. Ring of Honor thought they could. AEW thinks they can. NWA is the only one that's like, no, we're not going to be WWE. We know, we know that already. We're going to create our own little niche. But if these promotions, these small, smaller promotions want to beat or want to compete with WWE, they got, they got to work together. And we're kind of seeing it now. You know what it feels like? What? Groundhog Day? No. Why? What did you say that? Because I keep saying the same thing over and over about this. You do, but no, I, I wasn't going to comment on that. But um, <clears throat> it kind of feels like in Lord of the Rings or any type of like war movie like that where all the armies come back come yeah, together yeah, and yeah. all the, the allegiance armies start coming into it yeah you know what I'm saying and then you know NWA and Ring of Honor getting their ass kicked by WWE and all of a sudden on top of the hill AEW comes swooping down <laughs> to, to save the day or some shit like that could you put on if you look at the what they do the Supercard of Honor Wrestlemania weekend look at the talent pool that's being assembled for that show yeah I'm look, I actually want to watch that more than Wrestlemania and by the way, that's streaming live on the, the Honor app. Mm-hmm. We are watching that live. Yeah. There's no way I'm missing that show live. My one problem with that is when during that week is that show? Saturday. I think it's, I think it's a Saturday. Yeah. I'm a little sure it's a Saturday. Let me see. Because what I don't like... Yeah, it's Saturday. It's Saturday for WrestleMania. Okay. What I don't like about WrestleMania weekend is that it's there's this what's it called the the path to glory 
um, bookings. Like every show does a their own WrestleMania show. Like they'll go to where WrestleMania is and well, they'll do well, their own yeah, they they just basically they just basically ride the coattails of WWE. They just whatever town WWE they yeah. just go there. They they run their own show. Yeah, they run their own shows and they're all there. A lot of these talents get booked for all those shows. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shingo's gonna be in one of these other shows and stuff like that. They get packed. So it's every fucking day they're working. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes twice a day and all this stuff. You know, blood sport things happening. I think Joey Janela's spring break is gonna happen. Yeah. Matter of fact, one doing... of our one of our favorite listeners, Wendy Freeman, is gonna be there. She's going to a bunch yeah. of shows down there, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah I think she got like seven. Good for her. Good. I mean, like, I couldn't I mean, do awesome it. For her, you know? Shit. She she's an iron woman. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I would love to. That, that's why I felt like when it was in New York, we missed a fucking opportunity. We didn't even think about doing that. I know. You know? Like, sure, we could go to Hog and all that stuff, but, like, all these shows were here in New York, like WXW and stuff like that, that we could have went to. I don't know why we didn't think of that. Yeah, I just, it just didn't come into my head. And it did come into mine because I just don't think like that. Yeah. But um, what I'm saying is, like, all these talents are doing sh- talents throughout this week. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... This the super card of honors at the end of the week. These t- talents are gonna be fucking. Yeah, but dead. how many of those guys are doing other shows though? I mean, a lot of them. I, mean, I don't know about like Jay White or anything like that. I'm but saying, but uh, like the big names that are, sure. that are signed, a big, like a lot New of Japan them. and a lot and of the, them. But not all. A few of them are. Probably. A lot of them. A lot because that's where they make their big money is doing those big shows. Yeah. I don't think any of the New Japan guys are doing a double booking. They are. They are because I know I, was Shingo announced for SuperCard. No. Not yet, anyway. Hmm. Um, yeah, but a lot of new new Japan guys are doing the bu- double booking. Uh, Amazing Red is supposed to be in the Supercard run. Yes. I'm sure he's going to be on a lot of those other shows. Yeah. This is where they make their, their dollar and stuff like that. I remember last year there were reports that like, uh, David Starr would go to a show and not even take off his like vest because he was just too fucking tired and he would just do like this like whatever show. You know, and just not even energized and shit like that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't David Starr. It was um one of the Lucha Brothers. I think it was Ray Phoenix. Didn't even take off his hoodie <laughs> to do one of his matches and shit like that. Cause he just he just came in and just left. You know, cause it, it's it's a hard week for them. It's good. It's good for them. You know. Right. But it's, I think it, in, in some cases it could be bad for like the. The fans. Well, he, yeah, because you don't know. We don't know how much energy you're getting yeah. out of the guy that, that you went there to see. I think if you go to his, that was first few shows during the first week, the first the, at the beginning of the week, you, you're probably good. Unless like, well, I'm thinking me. I don't know the guys that are on the NWA, the Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Mm-hmm. Like, sadly, maybe they have their last match. If they have wrestling shows the whole week, maybe their last match of the week is Wednesday. So they get two days to rest up for the... Because Ring of Honor is probably the biggest show they're going to do that week. Possibly. But still. It's a long week, yeah. It's a long week. But yeah, the Supercar looks awesome. Actually, I'm looking more forward to that than to WrestleMania. <laughs> and I think we're going to see a lot of surprises. We're probably going to see multiple title defenses, but multiple big titles. Uh, you mean at the Ring of Honor Supercar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we're going to see an NWA World title defense. I think this will be the show where Marty takes the belt. From Dick Aldis. The NWA title? Yeah, yeah, I think he takes that to bring him on a super show. Maybe. Which would be kind of cool. NXT Women's title is now the NXT title or championship. Yeah, I know. 
How do you feel about that? Uh, Is it too woke for you? It's not even that. It's just like, why? Like, some moves I get, why I do it. This one, I don't get. It makes no sense. It, it makes no, it makes no, it's one of those, it's an arbitrary, it makes no sense. And they're trying Just call to, it the NXT Women's Championship. They're women. Just call it the NXT Women's Championship. They're trying to be PC about it, bro. But that, but that, that that's nothing. Stay woke, man. But look, when they switched it from the Divas title to the Women's title. just a concept in your head, bro. Shut up. When they went from, <laughs> they, when they called, remember they called the Divas title for a long time? Yeah. And they made it the Women's title, that was staying PC. Yeah. That was PC. I get that, I get. Hmm. Cause you don't you know they're not just pretty faces they're they're athletes, mm-hmm. but then I I don't get it. I mean, is there? I mean, WNBA is a women's women's basketball women's national basketball association. What are they going to call themselves now? The NBA to stay woke? No, there's WNBA. They're women's basketball players. Could happen, but like women's boxers. Is it? Is it? What are their championships called? I have no idea. I don't think I don't, it's... I don't watch boxing. Yeah, I I think it's based on what on weight. Yeah, because um, I know in the um MMA, the women the belt is called the featherweight belt. Yeah, yeah, and there's the bantam. Right, the, right. Belts, yeah. But uh, to me, this is it, this is a weird move. Like, it was it's unnecessary. A woke thing. It was unnecessary. It's a woke thing. They're just trying to stay woke. It was unnecessary. It, it doesn't bother me at all. And look, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because we know what we're watching. Yeah, it just feels like it was an unnecessary. Move. Well, it, it, it was done just to do it. Well, do you not think it was uh, a re- response to Impact in, in some form? <sighs> Impact giving the title to Tessa Blanchard? It pro- you know if, it, if that was the reaction that WWE did with Tessa winning the World Championship, it was a dumb reaction. Well, you know, they're not going to give uh, the, the woman, the, the, the male champion. Why is the NXT male champion not called male champion? Should they call it that? The only thing I can think of that NXT might do, they might call it the NXT World Championship. But they don't call it the Men's Championship. That because it's always it makes it, so what WWE is so now so what are they gonna do on Raw and SmackDown? They're gonna call the Women's Title the, the WWE Championship or the Universal? Like, what are they gonna do with the Women's Title on, on Raw and SmackDown? Call it. You understand? You understand where I'm going with this? Call it the Women's Title, the 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 WWE Title, whatever. Or rename it, whatever. And it just seemed like it's it didn't need, need to be done. It's woke, man. Whatever. Stay woke, man. Whatever. It didn't need to be done. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Kylie Ray spoke out. Yes. Um, which is good for her. I'm glad she's coming out. Yeah, we all assumed the story was coming out. She was harassed. Well, she, I knew there was more to it. I think that's. Not, I think that did. I honestly, want the truth. I think that did happen. She was harassed a little bit. But because she suffers from depression, she has like you know stuff like that. It probably just exact exasperates the situation. Well, my personal opinion. When you say harass, harass by what fans I don't or know. something? Never there was a story that she was harassed by Jericho. Like we didn't know how true it was. Mm. That's why she left. I think there's some truth to that, but it maybe wasn't as bad as the reports came out that said it was. But because of what she goes through. Well, I just thought it was weird, like how they just let her go, you know? Right. And then she was gone. She disappeared. So, yeah, regardless of that, good for her to getting back, you know, mentally and stuff like that and working on her issues and whatnot and coming out 
and, and dealing with it. If you read what she wrote, she said like she lost a lot of weight, that she binged it, gained like 15 pounds, mm-hmm. that she lost it again. Yeah. So she had it pretty bad. Yeah. So Whatever she's going through was pretty bad. Now she's in a good space. Or yeah. getting there. Anyway. Hopefully she she stays in that right frame of mind. Yeah. Um, all right, we talked about it really quick, um, but let's get more deep into it. Cody, that, that little rumor about Cody trying to block a mid-card. Right. It's not that he's trying... See, originally, Cody, remember Cody had come out and said that he that he's thinking about it. He, he teased a, a TV title. Right. But now the story's coming out that from, I don't know where the story came from. It um, doesn't sound legit to me. It, it doesn't, but it, I hope it's not. It, it sounds like BS. Like, when you read it, it just sounds like an angry fan. But why would AEW's got all this talent? Why would they not have a mid-card title already? Because they're still new. Now, see, all right. Now I'm going to stop. I posted on a group page. I'm going to talk about it here. Yeah. You can easily long, long-term book a mid-card title. It's so easy to do. But you come out, you come out, and introduce the title. Yeah, and then you have a series of qualifying matches to qualify for the tournament, and you can make those qualifying matches go as long as you want. Yeah, you can you can long term book a mid card title. I'm not saying you can't. You can. You absolutely can. But it's not that time for that yet. There's the focus right now is the AEW world. If you bring in a mid card, the focus gets taken away. Right now, just focus on this world title. Let the world title breathe. And then and then introduce mid card titles. NWA just made a comeback and they already got two mid card titles. It's NWA. NWA is a different animal. It's not the same. You know what I'm saying? They 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 run a different type of show. It's a great show. I'm I'm loving. It. Season but, two was a lot better. But than NWA, season one. but AEW has three does three hours of live TV a week mm-hmm. or three hours of TV, two hours live, one hour tape. Yeah. There's more. You if you want put the mid card title on you on dark. Make you know, for now. Mm-hmm. If you put the mid card title on dark, that's it. no, that dark will work out when who gets it. The make dynamite can focus just on the world title. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get you, but it makes it just it, makes no sense that there's not a one. There's not one already. But if it's on dark, no, not many people watch dark. Well, then what's the point of having it? But. Or at there. least they would have it. They would have something. But it's for not the guy, necessary for the guys that aren't doing anything. But they're doing stuff. They're working on dark and doing it, these other little promo um, promo pro, whatever, programs and shit. You know. I, it's, I, look, it's, to me, there's no reason why they shouldn't have one already. That's my personal opinion. I don't know if the Co- if the Cody thing is true. That sounds like BS. I hope it like is. If you read that thing, that that uh, was it, you that posted it. Yeah. If you read it. It just sounds like this dude's just angry. Like, like, if you know, like, oh, he's so hurt because when he was in WWE, he was always stuck in the IC um, program. But you know what? He never got out of it. I hate to say it. He needs to get over his ego. I'm like, yo. But but I will say this though, there is some truth to that. You know that we look. Cody left WWE. We've seen how talented he is in the ring, on the mic. We've seen it. We've seen how good he is. Yeah. And he knew how good he was. There was no reason for him not to be in a world title picture with WWE. Okay. He was being held back. Okay. Because of, you know, getting, getting pushed aside for other guys that probably weren't as good as he was on the mic or in the ring. I understand that. 
So maybe there is some bit. I don't I'm not saying there is, no. but maybe there is some bit. It's not going to affect him to a point where he's going to fuck his own company up. You know what I'm saying? He took I, I himself out of the world AEW world title picture. He did that because he didn't want to deal with the backlash. Regardless, he did that. You know what I'm saying? So he's not in the world title picture, and he, he he's talked about introducing a, a mid card title. This is just he talked rumor. about it once, and then it was never spoken of again. Who cares? It, I just it, that was in November. That wasn't that long ago. It just makes no sense to me. Whatever. I mean, introduce a does not they introduce the they they could have went with the six man title right away. They have enough six man units in AW from day one. Mm-hmm. Introduce a six man title then. Then you can take three guys that aren't really doing anything and put them together. They could they could have done that from the beginning. Again, it's still new. It, that stuff is coming. Okay, just wait. All right, look, they have marked this date down. Episode fourteen, and we're up to episode twenty-five, and they still haven't introduced it. Or in a year. If this, if we're still in the same space in six months or a year, what are you gonna say to them? If they didn't do it, then yeah. they have their reasons. They're planning shit out. Like there was a point when um, Jericho, you know, Jericho talked about it. Like this was early, I think, before the live show, where he said he knew his bookings or his plan all the way through to February. So like they're they're planning shit out. So just just let it breathe. And it's not always great, but what they plan out, and I will talk about that stuff later. But you know, they're they're planning shit out. They're working through shit. You know, they're not gonna introduce another title just to throw a wrench into more shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I think you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> All right, that's it for the news. Unless you, you got any other no, interesting bits. Um, let's do some shotgun reviews. Well, let's. Um, you want to do the shotgun reviews, then then do the. Weekly show the the Wednesday night or we'll do Wednesday night first and that happened first. I'll just do the the reviews real quick and then we'll, we'll then we'll do the Wednesday night smart. All right, so let's start with NWA Hard Times, which is NWA's latest pay per view. Yeah, but pay per view that right word for it I guess. You pay for it and we reviewed it. Yeah, pay-per-view. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I get that pay per view. I guess. Yeah, Melina called that pay per view too. Yeah, so. They did it from their studios. Actually, a little bit of a bigger crowd, mm-hmm. which was cool. So the first match was a TV tournament title match, TV championship title match. All these matches are six oh five title limits, which is a tribute to six oh five TBS. Yeah, the show also airs live at that time, right on YouTube. But I think live. I think only the tournament matches. Were six or five. I think the rest of the matches from here on out, starting with the main event, the main of the, the for the title, are mm. going to be regular matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm glad they did. I, thought I think the tournament should be that like that. If they ever do another tournament, right, should be the six or five stuff. Uh, but I think every match from now on will be which is fine. I'm fine with times. Would you? Oh, if you do another tag title, make a tag make a tag title twelve minute ten second. I get it. You get that. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> because 605 times 2 we, we, we understand John. anyway don't explain it <coughs> so 
So the opening match, Trevor Murdoch defeated the question mark. I, I mean, it was good. Uh, what it was, it was. Two and three quarters. Yeah. You know, it was fine for what it was. I'm not into the question mark stuff. No, no. I think question mark is like the weak spot for NWA. It's not that it's fun stuff. Right. And all that. It's not garbage. I wouldn't throw it out, but NWA's strength is the reality of their of their of their wrestlers, you know. Right. You know, like all this feels real. You know? Um James Storm, Tim Storm, um these guys feel real, you know. What's the uh, Eli Drake? You know, he feels real. Like they feel like real people. They feel like people you can get behind. You know, in the street stuff like that. Right. The question mark. That's hilarious stuff. Yeah, you know, it's just fine. The whole thing with him but, and Aaron Stevens is, is all hilarious. Yeah, but it's funny. Not taking seriously. It's funny for five minutes, but then they go over the five minutes. Yeah. And you're yeah. Like oh, okay, stop. You know, and then uh, it's whatever. So yeah, I gave it two and three quarters. It all was right. it was good work. Next up, next match, television title match, tournament match, Dan Math representing Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So you see the Ring of Honor thing starting to come, happen already. Marty yeah. just took over and he's ready. His influence is being felt. Mm-hmm. Defeated Zicky Dice. I'm a little disappointed. The outlandish, outlandish Zicky Dice. I'm a little disappointed about this. What? I kind of want to see Zicky Dice. Zicky? I, I, I was, I. In, when I was thinking of my head, myself, we didn't do like a preview. Did we do a preview for no. this? We should have. Yeah, we should um, In my head, I was like, I think he could take it. You know? I was hoping he would like go all the way or at least close to the finals. You know? Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. Which is fine. I think what they did was fine with Actually, that. Actually, the pro- one thing, I don't know if this contributed to it, but we talked about it. I think I told about this Ziggy Dice, his band got a contract. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's going on tour. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I don't want to give him the title because he's not going to be around for a few weeks. Man, I hope not. Because I, I, I mean, I hope he's not going to be gone for a while. Like, he's, he's becoming eerily one of my favorite parts of the show. Like, I'm he's sad. The dude is charisma. The first time I saw him, I was like, really? The first, yeah, the first time I saw him, I was like, what is happening? What is this? <laughs> exactly. He grew on me, though. And he's, he's charisma. And I hate to say it, when I heard his music, yeah. I liked oh, yeah, it yeah. a lot. I mean, I liked a lot. It was really good. <laughs> Very 90s, 2000s pop rock metal. Yeah. Like lit. It had a weak... Right. Yeah. Alright, next up. Um, oh, well, next well up. first, like Ziggy Dice. He, uh, a little quick thing about Ziggy Dice. It was one of the episodes of Power. Power. Um, where he... I guess they got more money, so they, they're not using the wired mics anymore. Okay. <laughs> Ziggy Dice grabbed the mic from um, Marquez and... In like perfect acting, he grabs a mic and he's going to talk to whoever's in the ring. And he's like, "There's no wire." Oh, and then he continues with his promo. Like it was just perfect. Like like I was almost on the floor cracking the fuck up because just that little spot where he's like, what? "No wire." <laughs> it was it was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I'm loving Ziggy Dice. It's um, weird. I don't know why, but I give it three and a quarter snarks. I give it uh, Gentleman's Three. Like, they did great work in well, there. I, I give it three and a quarter. I like Ziggy Dice. Yeah. So, next up. Another tournament qual- tournament match. Ricky Starks defeated Matt Cross. The thing is, Starks hits Buster Keaton, the move, not the person, to win the match. <laughs> yeah. Matt uh, Cross, another Ring of Honor guy. Yep. Matt Cross. Um, former son, son of Anarchy? Oh, no. 
Forgot, forgot, not forgotten son. No, no, no. What was it? Oh, from uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah. Son of something. Yeah. Son of chaos. Son of, oh, whatever. Anyway, he was. You don't look at that shit up real quick. Yeah. So anyway, it was a good match. I liked it. I gave it three and three fourths. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Three, three and a fourth. What's his name? Matt Cross. Thank you. Um. That was great. Son of Havoc. Son of Havoc. I know it was like a crazy, like, anarchy type of thing. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I thought it was great. Uh, Starks was good in this. I thought it was great to to um, to give him a match against someone who's also very quick, right? To show what he's capable of because his next match is going to be very different, right? Right. Um. So yeah, I liked it a lot. I like I like the six oh five time. Limits because it, it keeps the match like fast paced. You know? Yeah, you know which I thought was great. Um, so I give it yeah three and three and one fourth. Uh, same here. All right, next up, um, it was supposed to be Tim Storm over Ken for Ken Anderson, but Tim Storm won by four from Ken Anderson. Didn't show up. Yeah. Story well, kayfabe he was unable to commit compete. Medi- not medically clear yeah. whether that's actually true or not. Who knows? Well, he's supposed to be showing up at. Impact soon. Really? Yeah, they're doing an anniversary episode and they're bringing back the. Oh no, the, the, the anniversary pay per view. Oh, the pay per view. Yeah, he, yeah. They're the, bringing back. NWA um, does Impact does that once a year. Yeah. They, they do a they do a um they do a retro show. They do it once a year. Yeah, so they're bringing back the what was that Sons of Anarchy type of team they had? Oh, Aces and Eights. Aces and Eights, yeah. Yeah, Bully Ray's gonna be there and D'Lo's gonna yeah. They do they do that every year. Yeah, but I don't think that had anything to do with this. Um, what was next? Uh, so yeah, so Storm won by forfeit. They um NWA announced the Crocker Cup tournament's coming back in April, yeah. and they're moving to a bigger facility. Yep. So that's gonna be kind of cool. All right, next up, triple threat for the NWA Tag Team Championship: James Storm and Eli Drake defeat the Rock and Roll Express and the Wild Cards. Let me tell you, don't I hate the the tag triple threats? Yeah. How did they treat this? The way I want it to be treated. Triple threat every one person of each team in the in the triple in the in the match. That's how you're supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's how you should do it. Instead of this weird like wild card team that has to hang out until one of the other members gets close enough so they can tag in or some shit like that. I hate that shit. They did it right. I like one member. Look, the Rock Roll Express thing the Rock Roll Express thing was fun. Yeah. Kinda like Retroly, yeah, the stuff. But I'm glad that they took the belt off. It was time. Like it worked for, you know, MWA what they needed it for. Fucking um, not Gibson. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. Uh, he became a. Uh, if you watch those episodes with him, he, that dude became a good promo. Yeah, that dude was a good fucking promo. But it was time. It was time for something new, not the wild cards. Um. The, but this time with this team, Eli Drake, it's a fun team. It, it's it's different, and they work and they work well. You can tell they work well together. Yeah, and I figured out what it is. Eli Drake reminds me of what? Of who rather? The Rock, a little bit. Everything about him though, like the way he talks, the way he throws punches, like that. You know the way the Rock used to throw the yeah, wind yeah. up punches. He does the same thing. He has the same stance. As the Rock, where he like where he's bow legged in the in the ring, waiting for someone to get up, I'm like, this dude is the Rock, not complaining. 
because I like Eli Drake. He 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 liked the Rock, but kind of like a like in a good way, like you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's like like um, mocking mocking him or, or mimicking him. I think I just think like he's just using his charisma to get it over. He's like a white rock. <laughs> the one thing I I posted this on a group page. He's the stone. About what Petey Williams tweeted out something that he's apologized for what the Canadian destroyers become. Oh yeah. It used to be, and I agree with him a hundred percent. It used to be a finishing move. We talked about it. Yeah. You put if somebody the hits the Canadian destroyer on you, you're done. The first time I saw him doing it, the first person I saw him doing it, I'm like, holy crap. It's Now it's kind of like a transition move. Yeah. It's, and I'm like, and I've been noticing it the last few weeks. Yeah. Like, we talked about it here. We, right. It's in every match. Like every, Dustin Rhodes does Dustin it. Dustin Rhodes Mo- does like, it. Ricky I'm, Morton does I'm it. I'm over it. Um, uh, what's his face? And NXT does it. The, uh, Adam Cole does it. You know, other wrestlers uh, does it in, in NXT too. But Adam Cole uses it as a finisher. Regardless, it, it's a move, and it's not so, I don't so mind, much a finish. He does see, it as a a setup to his finisher now, which is fine because it actually works though. Because yeah. you, when you do when he does Panama Sunrise, the guy kind of gets up, then he does his finisher. Yeah, but regardless, he he uses it, <coughs> and it's a transition move. He uses and, it to transition into the move. But yeah, but he uses it as a transition to, to finish a match off. But like Ricky Morton and Dustin Rose use it as a move, like a regular move. They get a pop, which is fine, I guess. But it lost its luster. It's another finishing move, like the super kick. Yeah. Back in the day, the super kick. Short Michael was Short Michael's the only guy doing it. Yeah. The super kick used to be a great, like a finishing. <coughs> excuse me. It used to be a finishing move. Now it's like a move. Yeah, it's a, it's a pop move. Well, well, dude. Go go further back, you know. German suplex used to be a finisher, right? A clothesline, used, a lariat used to be a finisher, right? I remember DDT was a finisher. Yeah, DDT was a finisher, God. right? You know, that's that's things change, you know. Yes. And now, and unfortunately, the the Canadian story is part of that. Yeah, part of those moves that become one of those moves that everyone does now. You know, that's why uh, Jericho changed his finisher because everyone's doing a code, a version of the code breaker, yeah. right? So. He had a, he came up with his own new move, and he still does a code breaker, but it's not a finisher anymore, you know. But it's, anyway, it's so got a move with the times, right? I'm happy Eli Drake James Storm. Th- look, I, I liked when they introduced the new tag belts. They kind of retroy. Yeah, I want them to go back to the one they used for a long time. The one that they, that were in TNA, like those version of belts. Yeah, I think those would fit. I like those better. Snark on the tag triple threat. Three and a half, easy. I gave it three, three and a half too. Yeah, I easy. thought it was great. It was a great match. It was a great match. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I'm glad they did. But I was surprised they took the belt on Ricky and Robert. You surprised they took it off? I suspected they would. I, I didn't think they would. I was just scared that they were going to put it on the wild cards, and I don't want. I don't think they're good for it. Uh, I think I, something new like Eli Drake and James Storm is great because they're both great fucking talkers. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of James Storm, but you put a mic in that dude's hand, and he's great. And Eli Drake, and, and, and he is—he's not great in the ring, but he's good. Like he's Ooh, serv- James, James Storm. Storm. He's oh, serviceable he's more in the than ring, serviceable. and he—he's yeah. one of the guys that can carry a match. Like if he has to, he can step up his game just enough. The thing with James Storm, I think he has great fucking psychology in the ring. Like he knows how to tell a story in the ring. Like I think if you put him and Cody, 
would be a great fucking story. That's why him and Bobby Roode were such a great tag team. Yeah. Neither one of them are great in the ring. Like they're good in the ring, but they're not superstars. Yeah. But they're both great on the mic. And they both work. They both have that style where they can make everybody look good. Yeah. My only problem, James Storm, is that there's uh, besides him being a great talker and a great, a pretty good in ring guy, I'm just not excited for him usually. You know what I'm saying? I think this helps now. You know. With, right. with this win and stuff like that and putting him with Eli Drake because Eli Drake to me is more interesting than him so I think together they might make an actually really good team um next up next up NWA Ooh. World Women's Championship love this match Thunder Rosa defeated Allison K yep I, I did too I loved uh, it four snarks it was four, a great yeah. great match yep four heavy snarks um I thought it was great even even though there were a lot of botches here yeah a lot but they moved right through them. Like, they didn't, like, carry on with shit. Yeah. You know, it was one where, I feel like, Allison K was supposed to catch her, but dropped her. But they just rolled right into the next move. I thought it was great. Would you, would you, I think all close you should do that. You know, I mean, you got it. These two were professional enough to do that, you know? Right, right. Um, sometimes you have to do the spot, you know? Because it, it takes you to the next spot. So I understand if sometimes they have to redo it, but sometimes you don't have to redo it. Like when you can see, like, if you just lay down, you got the spot. You know, just be there. Right. You know? But otherwise, yeah, I thought this match was great. Thunder Rosa was great. I thought it was great. They put it on her. Um, on Thunder Rosa, I gave her the title. Because now Allison K can fight her way back up. Because she, she'll probably have to go through Melina and stuff like that to get to Thunder Rosa again or some such uh, before getting her a title shot again. Which I think is cool. And Allison K grew on me. I wasn't crazy about her at first. Oh, really? But she grew on me, though. Yeah. All right, now. So, next up. Marty Skrull arrived in the arena and tried to go Nick Aldis into putting the NWA world title on the on line against Flip Gordon. Yeah. And Aldis agrees on two conditions. Skrull has to leave the building. And if Aldis wins... All future Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor business with the NWA on his terms, mm-hmm. and Marty agrees to it. Next up, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of matches. Yeah, because of the six or five time limit. Yeah, there were twelve. There were eleven matches. No, Jesus. ten matches. Right. Eleven matches. Oh, it was yeah. supposed to be eleven because of the the one that got canceled. Right, it was actually yeah. ten matches. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Murdoch defeated Dan Math to advance to the finals. It was good work. Uh, just two big guys trying to hit, destroy each other. Yeah. Um, Three. Three snarks. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was just fine. It wasn't bad or anything. It was just okay. Um, Ricky Starks defeated Tim Storm to advance to the finals. Uh, I, I, I'm fine with that. I, I like it. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, um, I get trying to, I get what the NWA does, did early on, put the title on the, the established guys. Mm-hmm. But now they're going to start going with the younger guys. We'll do what they should do. Like, yeah, we're uh, different people. Ricky Starks is hot. Like, this dude yeah. came off the first season, everyone loving him. The dude's charisma, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, he's the one to put and it he, on. And he's got, enough, he's got, ta- he's already talented. You can see he, he could grow. Yeah. He's going to get better and better. I see why people thought it could go to Tim Starr because he's out of the world title shot, right. the world's title shot. So, this is his, his other opportunity to get this title, a new right. title for him. Um, but I think Ricky Starks is the better choice to go to the finals. Yeah, because he's just super over. All right, next up. In a match that I don't get why they did it, but they did it. Uh, um, Scott Steiner defeated Aaron Shooter Stevens by disqualification. 
and, and um, Aaron Stevens retains the national championship. I don't know why Scott Steiner was involved in this. He's I, part of um, all this is group risky uh, risky business. Uh, strictly business. I, I, yeah, I, Scott Steiner looks horrible in the ring. He should not be wrestling anymore. Yeah, well, hey, listen. Either, look, I didn't expect him to take the title from the Master Magrovian Karate. The third degree yellow belt. I didn't expect him to win it. But he shouldn't have been admitted in the match. No. 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 <laughs> just no. It was just more... like like Aaron Stevens is just not clicking with me. Again, like I said, it's like one of those jokes that goes on too long. Right. You know? Or one of those jokes where it was funny... But then you just have to repeat it over and over, you know? Like, yeah. Like, look, did you hear my joke? Did you hear my joke? Did you hear it? Knock, knock. Yeah. Did you hear it? It was funny the first time. It's going to be funny this time, too. Yeah. You know, that, that's Aaron Stevens to me. I just move on from it. So, anyway, um, two snarks, nothing. It was garbage. I give it one. Next up. Nick Aldis defeated Flip Gordon to retain the NWA world title. He, um, Aldis counted a victory roll to the pin. Good that match. That was next? That was next. The television match was the main event. Oh, okay, yeah. Good match. Flip Gordon showed up that he belongs with with the stars. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I I snarked it three, hard. I go um, three three and a half. Was you know, be- way better than I was gonna be. So. Yeah. Hey, you notice how Flip has changed his style? Yeah, and his look. The look, yeah, the look is similar to what he was before. No, not really. Yeah, it, all it is is skinnier jeans. <laughs> Pretty much, he used to wear um, cargo shorts. Cargo shorts, fatigues. Right. Now it's there's still cargo shorts, but now it's just tighter on him. You know, because if you notice, he still has pockets, the cargo pockets. Yeah. On his pants, but now they're just tighter on him. That's all. Um, but he's changed his style a lot. Like, I wonder if that's due to the injuries he's had. Probably. You know, so he's more of like that ground, not ground and pound, but he's more of like a. Yeah, like a grounder and pounder type of guy. But he still has like the high flying moves. He still does it, but, but it's he not has as to do much as he used to. Right, yeah. which is not a bad thing. Yeah. That, the only thing that's going to do is prolong your career. Yeah. In the main event, Ricky Starks defeated Trevor Murdoch to win the NWA Television Championship. I thought it was good. Uh, it was a fine match for both of them. I, I gave it uh, uh, three snarks, too. Uh, three and a quarter. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Worlds Collide, which was Saturday night, which was NXT versus NXT UK card. Mm-hmm. I missed the pre. I didn't watch the pre-show when Kaylee Ray, the NXT UK Women's Champion, defeated my million. I didn't watch it, so I have no comments on it. Actually, a really good match. Um, I just I don't know, like the whole Worlds Collide thing. I just felt like they just. Horrible, horribly promoted it and they tried that was the thing too they tried promoting this hard I just felt like I went into this not caring at all about anything you know what I'm saying except yeah. for the women's title and then what happened the only match like, I cared about on this card was DIY Mustache Mountain no I, I understand why you would care I cared about that too but I'm saying well, I'm like, saying but my, 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 when, I'm, when I mean when I say carry my enthusiasm level yeah. well, if that match wasn't on the card I probably would have watched it, but wouldn't care. Like I, I would have been background noise. Mm. But like none of these matches had any form of build, except for the women's title. You know, and maybe the cruiserweight. 
But even the cruiserweight was kind of like brought in some extra shit that wasn't even part of the build. Right, and the and the, the tag match was kind of like a late. The build was this last week. Yeah, no build. There's no build. Right. That. It was more like a nostalgia thing. Like just, one, one more time for all time sake. That's what it, what it came down to. Yeah. So, all right. So I I'm not gonna rate it because I didn't watch it. I, I liked it. I thought it was three snarks. Right. First match of the card itself. Finn Balor defeated Elijah Dragunov. It was a good match. I mean, it wasn't great. It was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, I gave it three snarks. Same uh, here. Yeah. The problem I'm having with Finn Balor, he's still good in the ring. Like He's not doing anything wrong. They don't... WWE doesn't have to create... Not just WWE. Wrestling, I think. They don't have to create heels anymore. Like Finn Balor's a heel. He's still doing the same stuff he did as a face. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. And he's not being an asshole. In the right. Ring. He's just he's oh, he's just being an asshole as a character and doing pew pew fingers. All by the way, time. screw you. Because every time he, he does that now, in my head I go pew pew. Oh. Every time now. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. Like, stop doing it. And he arches his back in his weird way when he's like. Yeah. Like. <sighs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to three snarks. I did like how the, in the beginning of this match, or was it in the middle, where they, they he did the he was doing the pew pews and uh, dragging off like smacked them in the face yeah, before yeah, he yeah. could do it. He's like, stop that shit, because that's what I want to do. Like, stop it, yeah. <laughs> three snarks, uh, yeah, three snarks. All right, next up, Fatal Four Way for the NXT Cruiserweight Belt redesigned Cruiserweight Belt. They did they, they made it dark and it looks much better now. I thought it was going crazy when I saw that. No, I was are. like, no, like, no, like what is wrong with See, this? The problem is when you texted me about it, I was behind, mm-hmm. so I didn't get to it yet. So I had to wait to get caught up to see what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I was surprised by this. Jordan Devlin defeated Angel Garza, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Travis Banks to claim the title. Yeah, I, one, I love this match. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, s- crazy spot heavies, but I, I, it was just fun. I loved it. Yeah. Um... Let me ask you something. Do you think that was the intended uh, win? The intended booking of this match? Why? Why you say that? It felt so... Unless, like, Angel Garza was, like, so, like, like into his character. It felt like Angel Garza was supposed to stop the pin. If you see Angel Garza, he was, like, really fucking close yeah. to stopping the pin. And then... Uh, Devlin gets up and he's really too happy that he won, you know? <laughs> Outside yeah. of his character. See, one thing about wrestling in the, in the, in the ring itself, the referees call it like a shoot. Yeah. So if you go, if a guy's going for the, getting pinned, the referee's supposed to go one, two, three, yeah. unless the, the count is brought, unless somebody comes in to, to quote unquote break up the count. Yeah. So I, 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 it, it, it felt so weird to me when he won. I was like, <gasps> What? And it felt weird too. And it wasn't really his finisher. It was that that side suplex he does where he pulls the guy up. And Which is actually a pretty cool out. move to watch, though. Yeah. And it was weird because before the match, they they, they showed video and introduced a new belt where Angel Garza holding like the proud champion. Yeah. Just to have him lose it, I see what. Also, you're consider the fact that he just this is his first defense of the but belt. But WWE the NXT does that a lot. Like when 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 Johnny Gargano won the the North American belt. Yeah. His first title was he lost it. When he won the yeah. NXT Championship, his first title was he lost it. So that's kind of like in a pattern a little bit. But yeah, but I see, I see what you're not thinking you know, about. It, it felt weird, yeah. that whole thing, where he gets the his finisher. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was meant to be, because he got his finisher on Swerve. And then Jordan comes in 
and gets his side suplex thing on him, on Swerve. So maybe. So maybe it was meant to be. And also, it I think it just feels weird. Though. It just felt weird. Yeah. Which makes, which, you know, more, you know, kudos to them for making me feel like this was not meant to be. And it, right. And it, maybe it was. Because I, I kind of also think it was because in the back they show Devlin getting his plates. Unless they have plates made out for everyone pre. That, that's possible. Which is possible. Because the way that I say it's possible, because you never know when something's going to happen where somebody gets hurt. And they, they, they got to change, the, yeah. they gotta change the finish of a match to accommodate something. Yeah. Maybe. And you can go to WWE website and buy plates for any wrestler. I saw that, yeah. So that's possible. That's true. All right, next up. For me, it was match of the night. DIY defeated Mustache Mountain. I loved every second of this fucking match. Yep, I loved it. I loved it. I loved my favorite, one of my favorite parts. You know when Mustache Mountain does the pop, the, the thing with the pop where they put their hand up and hit you with the other hand? Oh, yeah. There's one scene where they both do, all four of them were in the ring facing, facing off. And Trent and Tyler put their hands up, and I got Gano and Tomato just punched them. Yeah, I like that was awesome. That was like a good comeback for that. Yeah. And I liked how the match started out respectful at first. Like it started out guys just respecting each other, just doing all, doing all, trying to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. And you can see how eventually Gano and Tomato just got pissed off and just went went a little heel. Yeah, yeah. They, when they were throwing them across the tables and shit like that. And then they, they get, you know, Tomasa gets in the ring and passes over the shoulder. Gargano did it too. Yeah, jumped on it. And they both started doing it. It was cool they did that. Yeah, I liked it. Um, My, my one thing I noticed in this match, throughout NXT, when Ciampa came back, you, you kind of notice that his neck is stiffer, right? right? Like he hardly bends it. Yeah. In this match, I don't know if he was forcing it because he did that bridge. Yeah, you know, and I was like, "Yo!" And when after he got up from that bridge, you see his face was fucking flushed red. Yeah, you know? there was this real quick. There was um, remember uh, Tommaso was in War Games and he went to that brutal match. He showed, I think I posted it. He showed yeah. the video of it to his doctor who did the neck surgery. Yeah. His doctor called in the other doctors to watch this. Yeah. They couldn't believe that he did it. <laughs> but yeah, but the fact that Tommaso came back from what he went through. Mm-hmm. And still wrestling at this level. Yeah. And then, then the story came out that Tommaso said he will never go to the main roster. Because he doesn't want the travel schedule. Yeah. Which makes sense for him. That actually makes sense. You know, he, he knows he's on a limited time frame now. With his career. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'll, I'll work the lighter schedule. I don't need the money. It's fine. I like that too. Like, he could be the face of the company. Of NXT. Yeah. So, it was a great match though. And DIY, DIY won it with their finisher. And you see the respect after the match. Yeah. You know, there was a respect thing. You know, they, you know everybody... This match was pretty much, like, encompassed what I feel about NXT proper. Like, it, it's just great fucking wrestling. Yeah. But just bad booking. Like Why just, say that? Because there was no booking to this. It was just this right. horrible booking. And that's NXT to me. They, they, either no booking or it's bad booking, but the matches they give you are going to be great. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, what was that match that I loved? Um, Kushida and um, the Harry. The oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember. Grimes. Grimes. Oh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. You know, it was a great match. It was that taped episode, I think. You know, it was a great episode. It was a great match. And but it was it was over a hat. You know, it was a bad it was a bad booking. But the match was great. You know what I'm saying? Like they do great matches. You know? But See, it was just we'll get into it more after. Now my thing is 
Because right, right now we know NXT's tag division is weak. Mm-hmm. Are they going to maybe keep them together as a tag team? Probably. Would you, I, would, I would I be fine with? I'd be fine with that. I'm sure it'd be fine. It'll be easier. It'll be easier schedule for Champa to do. You know, and also less pressure on him because Gargano could work a lot of matches. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. When you say easier schedule, you might do working less matches. I mean, either no, working lighter stuff. matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, my way, match can leave match of the year for me. This, yeah, definitely. This, De- I mean, yeah, or at least tag match. And it was definitely it was one of those matches where you didn't know who was gonna win it. Like, you know, some matches you watch, like, oh, yeah, yeah he's going to win it. Or, yeah, they're going to win it. <laughs> it could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, I want to see Mustache Mountain compete for tag titles again. <laughs> I really do. Next up. Uh, the match that had the unfortunate of being after this match. Rhea Ripley defeated Tony Storm. Yeah. I don't know if part of it was because the match was okay. Or part of it could have had a follow up that tag match. No, I didn't like the match. Um, I didn't really either. You gave it two I, and a half because it wasn't garbage, but it, I just feel like I don't know how they're booking Ripley right now. Yeah. It's like they're booking her to fight as a face who has to struggle, and I don't like that. She should be a heel. She should be a, no, 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 not the heel thing. I'm just saying like they're they're booking her as this face who needs to struggle. You know, she could just be a dominating force in the ring. And still put on a great match, you know what I'm saying? Just Tony Storm should be the one struggling more than uh, Rhea Ripley, right? You know what I'm saying? And then, and but this match it was all Tony Storm, and Rhea Ripley was surviving it, and then at the end she gets one move and wins, you know? Right. Like it should have been more the reverse. Tony Storm should have been the one trying to survive, trying to survive, getting really close, really close, but then she just could not make it. You know, and then Rhea Ripley was the, just the <coughs> dominating force. Make Rhea Ripley a dominating champion instead of making make it so that you have to earn the wins against her. Right. She's your fucking champion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, but kind of like what they did with Cena. Cena for a while was selling, 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 but then when they decided to flip that switch on him and made him like this person who doesn't need to sell anymore, every win he got or anyone who who got a win over him earned that win. You know what I'm saying? Especially when he did that US title challenge, right? Let me tell you something about it. That's a very under, underrated run they did. Yeah. But yeah. that was the thing. Like, he was unbeatable. You know what I'm saying? And if you won against him, you earned it. You know what I'm saying? And that was the whole idea of it. I mean, when Rhea Ripley, after the War Games, the performance she had at War Games, mm-hmm. that should have been the start of that. Yeah, because in there she was super dominating. Right. But then in, at her... When she won the title, it was when they started this whole, she's a baby face and she has to fight like a, she has to survive every match thing. Right. Because that's when she was like surviving Shannon Baszler. Right. She should have just been dominating, you know? Or they should have been dominating each other, just dominating spot, dominating spot, and right. then reverse right. dominating spot, dominating spot, and then reverse it, you know? Right. And it's having both at the end just super fucking weak, and then Rivervi just gets the upper hand. I haven't said this in a long time. But it's not that complicated. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Let's move uh, on. <laughs> main event. Oh, uh, did I say two and a half? What did you yes, say? Yes, uh, same. Right. Part of it was for me was the match was okay. The other part was that I was kind of drained after the tag match. Yeah. All right. Next up, main event. Imperium defeated Undisputed Era in an eight man tag match. 
and this match was a little sullied when Alexander Wolf got hurt. Yeah. There was go Roddy and Bobby Fish were going for a move where Roger Strong did a kick to the back of Alexander Wolf's head at the same time that Bobby Fish went for a kick to like no, a super kick. Um, oh, the other way around. Fish was doing a kick. It to was his, the other way around. And, okay. And uh, Strong was just doing a smack to his head. Right. And then you see him like. Something happened with Alexander Wolf. I mean, he's fine now, but he had come out. I guess he said that he moved his head in the wrong spot and got yeah. his bell wrong. Yeah. But basically, he got knocked out. Yeah. And Fish or O'Reilly went for the pin, and he wasn't moving. So the referee just stopped it and pulled him out. Yeah. Originally, Drake. what I thought was it was an angle. Like, I thought, like, Alexander oh, Wolf was going to wait until Bobby Fish came close. He was going to go for a move. Oh. But when the camera just focused on Bobby Fish, you couldn't see Alexander Wolf. Mm-hmm. Like they panned all the way into Bobby Fish. I'm like, yeah, this is real. Yeah. And you see the face, like Fish's face, the whole time. Yeah. I felt sorry for Fish. I was like, oh. But you know, but, uh, but they went on business as usual. Yeah. But you know, you, you gotta give everybody credit for like letting the referee do his job. I love you know, Drake. Drake was a great ref. I yeah. Guess. Um, Drake is usually a great ref. Um. Yeah, this this match, regardless of that little faux pas, was a great match. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I, I gave it four snarks hard. Same here. Um, almost another match of the Canada. Yeah, for the most part. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Way better than I thought it was going to be. And I thought that they would give the win to Undisputed Era. I thought they would change the outcome, give it to Undisputed Era, so appearing and say, you know what, you only beat us we were a man short. The setup might be a rematch down uh, the line. Yeah. That's what I thought they were going to do. Yeah, but they oh. still gave it to Imperium. Yeah, at least, at least they did that for Imperium. Right, <laughs> and, and you know Alexander Wolf got hurt because he didn't even come out to celebrate after the match was over. Yeah, because he was hurt. <laughs> no, you figure if he was like moving around, he would have came out with them to celebrate after. Yeah, but it is. now what they didn't do was they didn't have their credit scene. You know when they, when when the logo comes up, something oh, happened. They yeah. didn't do anything. It was world, it's not a takeover. It's a world collide. It wasn't a takeover. I think they would have done something. It's not a takeover. It's a world collide. It's not a takeover. <laughs> but all in all, it was a pretty good card. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has glitches. And before we get into the main event, I got to take a piss. <laughs> Give me one second. <laughs> Let's do the main event. Now, time for the Wednesday Night Smarks. All right, I'm going to say this straight up. I kind of sort of just want to give it to you this week. Not that NXT was bad. There was so much wrong with it. I don't know where to go with it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, before we get started, I just like to remind everyone we're just two dopes who like to talk about wrestling. Yes. Uh, we're not professionals. We're no. not professional reporters. We're just idiots, and we like what we like, and we're gonna talk about it. And this is a shoot review, so we're shooting review of this thing. We haven't put a reminder as to what this show is about. That's like we the, we should what we could do is do like a recording of that and open it up with the show. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You like that, right? Yeah. Alright, so um all right, let's get into the ratings first. AEW did win this week. Yeah, they went down. Yeah. Uh, for reasons, but 
Yeah. Part of it, which is weird, because it was a tape show. Yeah. So, so the ratings went down. So people weren't like once they knew the results, they yeah. weren't they weren't enticed to watch it, which might not be a good thing. The reason I say that is the story came. I mean, I'm going to spoil a little bit of your show for you, only because I'm trying to make the point I'm trying to make. Kenny and Heyman won the tag belts. Mm. That news wasn't enticing enough for people to actually go back and go watch it live. They heard that, okay, we're, we're, they want him cool. You figure something like that, people want to see it happen live, and they did. I don't know why. Like, you figure they did. This is a tape show. It's yeah, a but, tape show. But they, they heard that, and they didn't want to watch it live. They didn't want to watch it. They heard it. They were happy hearing it. That was it. Figure they didn't want to hear that. Well, they didn't want to see it happen. Well, you don't know that was the reason. There's the tape show thing, and then there's all this other stuff that beat AEW in the news. Like once again the impeachment hearings were held on the news on, on this Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? That affects AEW. Because it's, it's already been shown that real life events affect AEW. That's not a good thing, but it, it shows the reasons why people are not watching AEW. AEW viewers don't, are willing to change the channel when something else bigger in life is happening. NXT viewers don't. NXT viewers are like Fuck Trump. <laughs> Just watch NXT. Well, we all say that. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, yeah. But I, I was saying, like, so I, there are other things that affected the, the viewership. They still drew 879, was it? Something like that? Oh, I don't remember. 879,000, I think. Something they, like that. Which is down from the 900 that they, almost a million that they did last week. Um, But it's still up. And it's still, I think what, they came eighth in the ranks or something like that. Um, which is good for them. Um, NXT was up a little bit too. Again, not really significantly, but they were still up. So at least that's an uptick right. in that regard. Um, I, mean, I mean, right, the last few weeks of NXT have been mostly about the, about the Dusty Rose Classic. Also, I think that's that. taken a little bit of, like, people are not interested in the Dusty Rose Classic this year. But, well, no, I think they are. But they, the also consider the fact that they were up could also be the fact that people who didn't watch AEW live. Oh, let me talk about that real quick. What? We didn't talk about it last week. What? Remember, I kept my promise. Oh, yeah. And I watched NXT live. That was last week's show. From last week. And this week's show. Live. Because I was scared of this episode. Unfortunately, just a quick spoiler. I, I was actually, my fears were not warranted. I actually loved the, this episode of AEW, but the fact that it was on the boat and stuff like that, and I thought there was going to be a lot of bullshit happening. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to get angry. <laughs> so I'm going to watch NXT. And I'm actually surprised at what you said earlier. So let's get through this. I want to hear what your thoughts on NXT is first. Um, All right, so... Um, I try to defend Morrow every week. I try... <laughs> Every fucking week, I he, saw that and he, tweet. And he, op- <laughs> and he opens up with a whoop, there it is reference. I'm like, crap. I'm like, fuck. Let me tell you though, uh, to his credit though, the f- past few weeks he's been more tamed as he's he has. been. Still crazy and so. You, but you did bring up a point last week. How much of his over the top stuff is WWE telling him to do it? Yeah. So I don't know if I want to blame him entirely. He's just doing what he's told to do. Yeah. So, so, as I was saying, like, the last few weeks, he's been very tamed. 
Very tame. Like he, he's still there, still excitable and stuff. Like that. Still with the cast. I think he's starting to get more. Yeah, I agree. He's starting to like. Everybody's starting to find their voice a little bit more. This week, though, he was uncontrollable. Look. I was like, oh my God, stop. Yeah. He was even repeating old ones that he did. Yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't write them down. I stopped doing that. Thank God. But there was one that I remembered which made me like, like I yelled, shut up, Marvel. <laughs> it was a rap reference. It was the Grizzled Young Vets match. And he was like, uh, the uh, the grizzled young vets are naughty by nature. Yes. Uh, they are down with uh, grizzled young G Y V G I P uh, V. Uh, I was like, I saw that. I was like, I was like, stop it! And there was other ones he did. I was like, oh my god. The problem is the moral when he's on, he's on good. Yeah. The problem, is, I think it's WWE trying to tell him to put as many pop culture references as you can. I know what it was. What. Kushida wasn't on this episode. You're an idiot. Kushida's what brings them back. Okay, so <laughs> let's get into the card itself. The first, the opening match was a tag match of Dustin Rhodes Classic, where the Grizzled Young Vets defeated Undisputed Era, which surprised me. I figured Undisputed would win this. Imperium interfered. Oh yeah, this one made me angry. And I'm like, crap. I'm like, really? I'm like, I get all the setup for Worlds Collide. I get it. Because I get it. I do, but it's the the way they did it. Exactly. If you, if, I'm I'm gonna go on rant on NXT. This is your show. You do it. <laughs> I get it. That why I get it. Why Imperium got involved. I get the storyline behind it. I get it. Yeah. No, this is a Dusty Rose classic. No, let have Grizzly Young Vets beat Imperium clean, beat Undisputed Era clean, and have Imperium maybe attack them after the match. But don't do it during the match. Let's just have the matches clean. I, I I feel that too, but I wouldn't. Be, I would have been fine if Imperium fucking ran in and then did something while that referee was out cold or some shit like right. that. You know. But music hits, spotlight on a fucking balcony. Fish and O'Reilly are like, I don't know how to wrestle now. Right. And all of a sudden they're they're scared of people. The entire Imperium team on a balcony, twenty feet away from them. <laughs> You're the fucking champions. Focus. Yeah. yeah. This is like, I'm not going on a rant right now. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. This was actually a pretty good match. It was, that great, it was a great match up to that point. Yeah, I, I still give it three and a half snarks. It was yeah for what it was, but I was I was like, what the fuck. Alright, next up. Tony Strong defeated Io Shirai with disqualification. Bianca Belair interfered. And Mauro calling Bianca Belair the first princess of Belair. Yeah. Uh, I that, that, was, that was a repeat. Yeah, he's, he, he does that. It works. Yeah. But still. Because <laughs> Belair, I, I get it. It just didn't need to be done. So that's the second match of the night that ended with somebody uh, WWE finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Again, another pretty good match up until that point. Yeah, uh, uh, three and a half snarks again. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice to it. I'm gonna be nice to it. All right, next up, Finn Balor defeated Joaquin Wild in a squash match. Whatever. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. It, it was to put Finn Balor over heading into World's Collide. Two and a half snarks. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and they're they're dropping out DJZ. 
don't know. I, I just understand it. Next up, Shayna Baszler defeated Shotzi Blackheart. It was actually a pretty good match. It wasn't bad. Sh- uh, Shotzi Blackheart's adorable. Something about it is really cute. Yeah, I like this match actually. Yeah. So, uh, three and a half. Do another three and a half. It was cool. And like I said, Shotzi Blackheart's cute. Thing about it is adorable. Like he's trying to find her character. Yeah. He's going through a bunch of different things. It's cute the way they're doing it. And I like how they gave her hope spots. Yes. They were obviously like, like no hope in the, the her gaining any traction in those spots. But they were like hope spots for her. Like, all right, I'm up. I got this. No, you don't. <laughs> she gets put back now. And I like that. That's fine. You know, you you as a viewer had no conception of her winning. But it was just good to have those hope spots. It just put her over a little bit. She's a new girl, so it's fine. We knew that. I told you that she was going to get jobbed out the next week. Yeah. After what she threw her over the ropes right. in that battle royale. Next up. Oh, they announced next week Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox. Okay. Which isn't fine. You, know, you got you to... Gotta, you gotta, it's it's got to hit his sometime with that feud. Yeah. Um, next up. Dusty Rhodes Classic Match. The Bros the Weights. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne defeated Imperium. Mm-hmm. That actually wasn't a bad match. I don't like the name the Brozoweights. I forgot somebody made the joke somewhere. I think it was on this week's show or last week's show where they called them joint manipulation. You shared the picture right. of Oscar, uh, right? Um, looking at it, right? Are right. oh, you saying on the show? On somebody NXT? called him that on the it show. Was, it was Gibson. Yeah, they go. Oh, you guys are Brozoweights. They joint manipulation. Oh, manipulation or whatever you're calling yourselves. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? What? You, they're going with this whole drug addict angle. They didn't really call them that. They talked about smoking. Yeah. They did the shit with in uh, the World's they, Collide promo. It didn't need to be done. I mean, they're, they're talking about smoking weed and getting look, smoked. And I like us. Matt Riddle. <laughs> I like Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne in the tag team. They're, they're an interesting tag team. Mm-hmm. They play well with each, They play well off each other. But I just hate the fact that it's because I don't care. I, I smoke weed. I'll admit it. But it, I just don't like the whole. It's because of one small joke that this guy made. That's their gimmick now. Yeah. They're the weed team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, ah, uh, come on. Look, if they're gonna turn Pete Dunne heel, do it during do it during the finals. Don't <laughs> say I'm done. No, I'm done being a joke. The buddy, uh, oh, part of the joke. Yeah. Have him turn up Matt Riddle there. It'll be di- it'll be kind of like when strong. Turned on him. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't year. a bad match, though. It was good. I loved it. I, I gave it four snarks. Yeah, I mean... It was a really good match. I mean, match of the year candidate? I don't know about all that. I think it goes in conversation, but it's definitely not. But no. it goes in a conversation. But... Eichner and Marcel... Oh, great. They're great. They're like one of my favorite tags out there right now. Yeah. They, they, yeah. All right. Main event. Um, Keith Lee defeated Roger Strong to capture the uh, North American Championship. What did you think of this match? <sighs> Anticlimactic. I knew there was no way they weren't gonna, not going to give it to Keith Lee. Hmm. There was no way. I It was good for what it was, hmm. but I knew Keith Lee was going to win. There was no way they, they would keep it on. Hmm. They've been pushing Keith Lee so... Why are you looking at me like that? They'll push Keith Lee so Pushing hard. Surprise what I say. I liked it, but I knew Keith Lee was gonna win it. Why? What are you gonna say? This is a contender for a match of the year. Really? And I had to watch it twice to feel this way. Maybe I liked it the first time. I'm gonna, all right, let, let me say this real quick. 
I watched both shows twice. I watched night. it Wednesday night. Yeah. I was sick Wednesday night. I actually go to work Thursday. Mm. That might have dulled my senses a little bit because I was kind of fading out near the end. Mm. I will go back and watch it next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a second look, second review. Yeah. But really, match of the year. Let me tell you what. Interesting. Again, I don't like the booking of NXT and stuff like that. This booking of this match is was kind of weird too, and the fact that it feels like a drop down for Lee and all that stuff, whatever. But this match, I felt they booked the match itself damn near to fucking perfection. Roderick Strong, when I first saw it, maybe I would have gave it three and a half stars, something like that. After it's like four and a half. Uh, after the second year, the, the Roderick Strong. When I first saw it, it was it was a leg match, right? It's just him focusing on the leg and all right, that stuff, right. which is usually a very slow and boring match. Right. You know, they, he's working on the leg, and that's how he's going to get over it, blah, blah, blah. And he's doing that because he knows Keith Lee is going to destroy him. Right. Because he, if, if he can destroy him, to destroy his leg so he can't pick up his legs under him, then he, he can't do his move. You know what I'm saying? But this was a leg match, and upon my second viewing... I'm watching it, and I was like, "Yo, Keith Strong does not stop one fucking moment." I this say, was not a slow fucking match. Roger Strong got a high motor. He really does. That like, dude's he, cardio is insane. He's one of those guys that if they call up like Adam Cole to the main roster, mm-hmm. he should. They should keep him in NXT. I hate saying call up. I, I just did it. I know. <laughs> if he ever moves over to SmackDown or Raw, Roger Strong should be one of the guys that put the belt on at some point. I th- I think that dude now is ready to be a main star. He yeah. should be NXT star at this point, a yeah. champion. But that won't happen because Cole is he's a part of this group. But I could see him turning on Cole. Um, you know what I could see happening? They they do like a Bullet Club thing where Adam Cole's going over to Raw SmackDown and kick Adam Cole up before he leaves. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Yeah, and Roger Strong be the new leader. Yeah, I could that that would be kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah. So, so I'm watching this match the second time. I'm like, yo, Car- yo, Strong does not stop. And he's working on the leg. He's working on the leg. He's working on the leg. And Lee, I don't want to discount him, he kept up, right? And he's doing what he's doing, right? And, and another thing I know is Strong throughout the match kept going for a pin. Kept going for a pin because he's trying to end this shit really quick because he knows the moment Lee gets moves on him, it's over. And that's how the match goes. Right, and strong like a surgeon is trying to destroy that knee, destroy that knee, so he can get you know get his moves on him, stuff like that. And then at at the end, which the when I first watched it bothered me because Lee does what what I said he, he would do, like as soon as he gets that big move on him, it's over. And that's what Lee does. He catches him, picks him up, does the move, and it's over, and Lee wins. Now, at first, I was like, well, that was, like like you said, anticlimactic. But I was like, when, upon the second movie, I was like, that's the story, though. Right. That's why Strong kept doing what he was doing nonstop, nonstop, because he knew the moment Lee tries to get that move on him or gets that move on him, it's over. So Strong couldn't stop. He had to keep on. He had to go for pins. He had to do this and stuff because he's <coughs> desperate. He knows that the moment Lee gets that move, and that's what happens. Lee catches him, picks him up, does the move, and it's over. And that was the fucking story. And I thought they did that beautifully. It, it goes in the book. Strong, like, 
like a heavy conversation. Like it goes up for me. Like this could be like a match of the year contender for. I'm gonna rewatch it and see, like, see if I have that feeling. What, which is weird. I mean, I don't know if it was a booking thing, like like one of those like long term booking ideas. So Roger Strong was the last man to complete the trifecta for Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. He was the last one to complete the circle of them getting all the belts. Mm-hmm. And he was the first one to lose it. Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't know if that was done on purpose, but it does kind of fit storyline like, a little bit. Yeah, maybe. So. Or yeah, yeah, good. So yeah, so I mean, like I said, I, I said again, I have to rewatch. I have to rewatch it with a clearer head. Well, I'm not coughing my ass off while trying to watch wrestling. <laughs> so, all right, on to your show. Uh, and I have a clear head on this. I just watched it. Yeah. So. So, uh, first match, we got right into it. It was the AW Tag Team Championship match. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus SCU. And this whole show was on the boat. This was the Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part Du, Second Wave. Horrible name. Um, yeah, I love this match. I love this match a lot. That was great. Uh, this also for me is a match of the year contender. Oh, I want to go that for. Uh, yeah, it definitely is for me. Uh, the work in there was great. The 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 the, cat, the story between the the two wrestlers is great. And uh, and and you alluded to it before. This is this is, AEW's long term booking. Booking, this is they've been telling this story for a while now. Back in November, this team became came together, and they lost right. And then they started getting some wins, you know. And then in what was it last week or the week before when they had the the, the fatal four way, tag. Yeah, well, last, week. last week, right? Yeah, you know they had that, and then they they become the number one contender. So you. They earned their way to this spot. Okay. You know? So they told that story all through the advice of Adam Page wants to be away, but he keeps succeeding with this team. You know? And he's trying to be a team with Kenny, but Kenny keeps like like going with the Bucks and doing the things with the Bucks. So there's friction in the team in between this team. You know? So I loved how they did that. And then they lost to a great Championship tag team of the SCU. Oh, excuse me. They won um, right. to a, a, from a great tag. Um, I, I, know, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, I got lost there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, SCU. Sometimes they, you try sentences, you know, where you're going to go with Yeah, it. and they set up their story great, where it was supposed to be Kazarian and, and uh, Daniels um, in the. Well, first, they were, they were asking Scorpio Sky if Scorpio Sky stepped up. Stepped away from it. He's like, no, it should be the OGs. Let Daniels in doing. But then Daniels got hurt. Daniels Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Because Scorpio Sky did, you know, stepped in. He did his job, and he came off as a super fucking star. And then, then he comes off more of a superstar when he beats Jericho in that tag match. And then he gets that title shot, which was booked a long time ago when Jericho looked at Scorpio Sky and was like, "You'll never get a chance at this." This was months ago. You know, when, he, when Jericho first won the title, he's like, you'll never get a chance at this to Scorpio Sky. And then Scorpio Sky then gets a chance at it, you know? You know, and they, they told all, this whole story very well, and they're still telling it, you know? And then, you know, the, all that stuff with the Lucha Brothers that they're still telling with Daniels and stuff like that. You know, I just thought it was just well-booked storyline, you know? And then after they win, 
and they get that interview with Tony Schiavone later on, you know, and then there's just more of that great storyline because they're Schiavone's interviewing them, and of course, you know, after he won, you know, he, he the Bucks come in to congratulate, and he was like, nah, I'm going, I'm going to drink my beer, and I'm going to crowd wave in the crowd and, and leave, you know, he didn't stay for the celebration, you know, but then at the interview, he's Schiavone's interviewing. Um, Page and asks him about the win and stuff like that. And then Shivani interrupts Page, was like, and goes to Kenny. And Kenny starts telling his story about you know about his win and how he he had losses and, and he had a bumpy start at the beginning and now he's getting his story. Do you notice? Do you see what they did there with that? Did Kenny Omega? Yeah. Kenny Omega stole Adam Page's story, not on purpose even. It's just that Kenny Omega was doing bad and now he's doing great. So Kenny Omega's story of redemption is Adam Page's story. But now everyone's focused on Kenny Omega because it's Kenny Omega. So it's just more like like friction and frustration for Adam Page, which is pushing him away, pushing him away, pushing him away. Is he going to heal out? Isn't he? Is he? We don't know. I don't think so. I think that's what they want us to think. And then the, the, and then the, the bucks come. And then he started congratulating Dom, and he's and he comes out with that one little quick little line like, "Well, I'm surprised we won this before you guys," and leaves. You know, that's just great storytelling because eventually it's gonna come between them two. I, one of my problems with AEW has been the obvious booking. Man, I get the long term thing. I'm not talking about that. Like the obvious, the obvious finishes match was Kenny and Hangman winning the belts. Everybody knew they were gonna win. How do you know that? I mean, that was just the obvious way they were going. They were, building, you know? they were building them up as the guys that were going to No, no one knew this. I, no one knew this. I, I knew Everyone in their mothers knows that, in their head, that Kenny and, and Pat and Paige was going to break up. No, and no, everyone no. thought that this was going to be I, the moment. No, no, I thought they were... I, no one knew this was going to win. You didn't I think they, they were going to win. I knew they were going to no fucking way. Please. I knew, they were, I knew they were going to give the belts to them. Why? What what did what did I, they do to, to indicate that they were going to win this? They kept winning as a tag team. So I mean, they kept showing because that they were going to break do, up. What they're going to do is I'm going to call it right now. They won the belts. They're going to lose the Adam. The, something's going to happen. There's going to be miscommunication, and that's how they're going to lose the belts. And that's when Hangman Page is going to heal out on Kenny Omega. I'm calling it now. Nah, I'm calling I, it now. I don't think so. I do. No, nah, I think they're going to be tag champs for a while. They're they're tag champs. This is an actual team. They built this team up. I just I just yeah. You know, this isn't like WWE who just decides to put two people together. I'm not saying they're gonna lose the belts right away, yeah. but when they do lose them, it's gonna be because of some of miscommunication, and that's one of the. It could be Kenya heals out, but somebody's gonna heal out. I don't think anyone's gonna heal out. Okay. I just think is if if they do fight each other, it's just because. It's just two friends fighting each other. But I think... Because even Kenny. Kenny's not trying to do this on purpose. You know? He's just... He just wants to win with his friends. You know? And he wants to celebrate with the Bucks. Who are also his friends. You know? That's all it is. And then Paige just gets getting more frustrated. Because he wants... To be away from it. Oh, all right. <laughs> I just... I, I four and a half it. Uh, uh, four... It was good. I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad match. It was. It was good. All right. That was nice. That was nice. Uh, Match of the Year candidate, though? No. Definitely. Not not even close. Definitely for me. It's it's up there. Sure. 
Um, next up is Britt Baker versus Priscilla Kelly. No, I'm out. No, this was a good match. Yeah, it was alright. No, the, the match was good. Again, I feel I said this before. She she's got Roman Reigns effect, um, where they were shoving her down our throats for a long time as the face of the women's division, or the just wrestling division. <laughs> I don't know what to call it anymore. Called <laughs> women's division of this women's division. Um, and and it kept you know the whole dentist thing and stuff like that. And, and people just didn't like that. So they reacted the way they react. So I think she's getting Roman Reigns effect where people are trying to treat her like she's a garbage wrestler. And she's not. She's a really good wrestler. Um, at, no, she, yeah, she's just as good as most women on NXT. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, I don't see her any worse than Candice LeRae or... I would put Io Shirai way over her, sure. I'll put Io Shirai over her. I'd put Shayna Baszler over her. I'd put yeah. Ripley over her. I'd put Tony Storm over her. Yeah, those are the top ones. But Candice LeRae, she would fit in a match with Candice LeRae. She would fit in a match with any of the other women. I don't know their names. She's not better than Bianca Belair. She's just as... She could put on a great match with her. I, I wouldn't put... Yeah, Bianca Belair is still green. Um... But anyway, Britt Baker, like I said, I feel like she's getting Roman Reigns effect here, where people are like, oh, boo, because she sucks. And and they've they've turned her character now. She's a heel, um, and she's leaning into that whole dentist thing. Like she's like, yeah, also I'm a dentist, you know. Yeah, her character work needs work too, though. Like she's not that great on mic. She's not horrible where she's like, she doesn't know what to say on the mic. But I feel like she talks too fast. On the mic, you know? Um, but she has kind of rambling sometimes. Yeah, like, I feel like, eh. Look, I get that AW doesn't do scripted promos. I get that. But some people need it. No, I think she Just needs, to keep them on point. No, I think she needs, needs to get more comfortable. And I think she'll get there. Because she's, she's, this was a lot better than her first thing when she did with Rio. Um, but anyway. the So here, yeah, she wins against uh, Priscilla Kelly. Uh, and... Decent match, three and a half snarks, uh, and she does a promo against uh, Tony Schiavone, bringing up her his uh, time at a Starbucks as a Starbucks barista, which you didn't know about. Well, I felt like it was true. But I was like, was he really? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know about it. No, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. There's a story behind why he was doing it. I, I'll, I'll look it up later. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember what the story was. Yeah. Um. Regardless. So yeah, so she's just making fun of him and talking shit through the crowd. Like she's she's straight up here now. Um, next up we have Jurassic Express versus the Inner Circle. Um, I like this match a lot. It was a lot of fun. I three and three quartered it. Um, Inner Circle wins. I thought it, I thought the match itself was booked well. They didn't give the the win against uh, Lucha Soros. They didn't give the win against the Jungle Boy. Marcus Stone was the, was the pin Stone was the pin eater, which was the right thing to do. And it was Jericho who did it. That's important, you know. You know, and the fact that Marco Stunt kept almost getting pins against Jericho, that's important, you know. You know, because Jer- is Jericho like, you know, not up to snuff anymore? The whole thing, you know. And it took Jericho a while to take out Marco's stunt, you know? So I thought that was 
I thought that was well done. Um, I loved how the crowd. This was Jericho's boat, so the crowd was just singing his song as he came through, which is probably my favorite AEW entrance song. Yeah, it's not. It, it, AW's got an entrance song problem. They don't have many good entrance musics. Yeah, we talked about it, but yeah. yeah. Um, his is my favorite right now. Him and Cody. Next up, we have Joey, the bad boy, Joey Janela versus MJF in a okay match. I gave it just three snarks. Gentleman's three, really. Um, not much to say about it, really. It, it was other than... What we talked about, he, George and I looks bigger on TV than he does in yeah, real we, life. Yeah, we, we were watching. I watched it today when you came down. When you when Joey Janela comes out, Joey Janela, Joey Janela <laughs> comes out. He looks like he's a big guy. He's a better Joe Janela than he is. He's Janela. He looks like he's a big guy in the ring. Yeah. Except for one small problem, I've stood next to him. Yeah. I am only five seven. He is shorter than me. <laughs> he is not that big, but he looks so much bigger on TV. You're like, I I get the camera adds ten pounds. Maybe that's something to do with it. Maybe. But I watch him in the ring. The first before I met him, I'm like, oh, he looks like he's a pretty big guy. Yeah. He's not. He's just not. He's still talented in the ring. I'm not saying I'm not not knocking against him. Yeah. But the kid, like, like when you see Ricochet on TV, Ricochet looks like he's a big guy. Yeah. Not like like big, but tall. Until you meet Ricochet, he's really getting shorter than I am. Yeah. Which yeah, about I remember, my height. I, yeah, I remember I was towering over him when we met him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway. So, yeah, it was a decent match. Like I said, I gave it a gentleman's three snarks. The work was fine. Um, they did the whole distraction angle here where uh, Kip and, um, what's her name, Penelope Ford came out and they kissed. That distracted Joey Janela. And that cost him the match. Um, and Penelope Ford is his ex-girlfriend. So they're doing that storyline between them. So whatever. Uh, next up is the main event. And it's John Moxley. What? I'm sorry. John Moxley versus Pac. With Moxley going over Pac. Uh, I like this match a lot. Uh they did some walking bras, which I didn't like too much in this one. Some Usually, what? huh? Some what? Walking bras when they went in the crowd a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Uh, which I didn't like so much in this one, but other than that, I like this match a lot. Um, I thought this was another like the first matches was also a very well booked match. Um, you know, telling a, a a big story between these two. Um, the, the two number one contenders fighting for number one contendership for the. AW title you know they've protected Pac a lot in this company he doesn't get all, all the wins but he gets wins important right. wins and shit like that right Kenny and all that shit right um and and wouldn't you and so it becomes between these two right and remember what happened the last time these two met in the ring draw right so this match was important, you know, to tell the story, like, who is going to win between these two, Yeah. So I thought, like, this was another one of those well-booked matches, just like the first one, um, that told a great story. I gave it three and three quarters. Um, I had the same problem with this match. 
that had the Keith Lee Roger Strong match. It was obvious who was winning. You can't build up the storyline with Jericho in the inner circle and Moxley to have Moxley not fight Jericho for the title. Like, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They, they, they built up this big ass storyline with Jericho and Moxley in the circle. He turned his offer down. He stole the car. They cut him open. They have him not be number one contender. And it was Pac losing was the obvious answer. There was no way that, that Moxley was not going to win this match and be the number one contender after they built up that storyline for so long. Yeah, I know that, but stuff like that doesn't like. Does that affect your enjoyment of a match? No, no, I enjoyed the match, but I kind of knew where it was going. Yeah. And that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Really? Like... A little bit. Cause, a little bit. I mean, because that's, that's just storytelling, though. Like, right. But I, I get... But, like, there's no... Like, you can't do it any other way. Right, but so there was then, no... There was no... How do I word this right? There was no... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when I watched Mustache Mountain, that then was that title match. Mm-hmm. When I watched Mustache Mountain DIY, I didn't know who was gonna win. Because there's like, no booking to it. If they did some form of booking to it, you may have had an idea. Maybe if it was for a title or something like that, you would have an idea. The thing you don't know who's gonna win is between Jericho and Moxie. Right, but that had nothing to do. With, that had nothing to do with this match. No, but this was just to get you there. What I'm saying is, there was no. Can't think of the right word I'm looking for. Like there was nothing on like the Jericho Moxie was who was the, who was gonna fight Jericho the Moxie Am, um Ambrose <laughs> Moxie Pac was who was gonna fight Jericho. Mm-hmm. That was his match to determine. But AEW went this whole big storyline of setting up Jericho Moxley. Mm-hmm. There was no. I can't think of the right word I'm looking for. <laughs> I knew Moxie was going to win it because they, they had too much invested in Moxie Jericho. Yeah. Because you think that they could possibly try to put Pac into it? What I would have done was I would have swerved it. I would have had Pac win it. Why? Because cause no, cause nobody would have saw it coming. When I mean, you want to do long-term booking, that's how you do it. Think about it. That's think not, about, no, think about it. The story, the, the crescendo storyline is Jericho Moxley. That's where we're headed, right? Mm-hmm. Have Pac be Jericho. That way, Moxley can't get his hands on Jericho right yet. He has to wait it out, wait it out. So maybe Pac, be, maybe having have Pac be Jericho for the title. Jericho leaves, goes on tour. Moxley still wants Jericho, but now Jericho's gone. So when Jericho comes back, Mox give me the first person that fights him. Right? Yeah, but then you're 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 throwing away the Moxie Jericho match, which is everyone wants to see. Right. But you, you like you like to talk about long term booking. Yeah, but you also have when it's right, when it feels right, sometimes you just gotta do it. Yeah. I just think sometimes that, the obvious choice is the right choice. But I just think having this match for no more contendership after investing in Jericho Moxie for so long as like this big feud this this thing like there was no anticipation to it like it was, it was still a great match but you knew who was going to win it yeah. there was no other way you couldn't have Pac win it it took away some of the anticipation of the, some of the um, suspense of the match 
Was that the word you were trying to say? Yes. One of the words I was looking for. I took away the suspense of who was going to win. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's an opinion. <laughs> Opinions can't be wrong. Yours? No. no. Yours can. No. Yours can. usually are. No. I don't really. No. Your uneducated opinions, really. Unlike mine, I am an intellectual, yeah. giving intellectual opinions, thought out opinions. Just <laughs> fuck your teeth. I know you are. That's why I'm ignoring you. I'm oh, you remind me of my wife. Um, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I gave it three and three quarters. What'd you I, give it? Uh, it was so good. My, my look, my booking thing aside, three mm. three quarters. It was still a great match. Yeah. Um, my takeaway from this, um, the match of the night to both me cards. for both cards goes to I just mainly because I'm invested in it more um, I'm giving it to Pac and Paige Pac and Paige? yeah oh my god Kenny and Paige um <laughs> like who the hell Pac and what, what fucking match did I miss? uh yeah just because I'm invested in it more <coughs> I'm giving it to Paige and Kenny Omega um for match of the night I don't know what match to give match of the night cause I if I go back and rewatch Keith Lee and Roderick I'd probably give it to that. <coughs> yeah. Probably um, and I'm, Imperium I'm, and the Broseweights. I enjoyed that match. That was a good going. Yeah, like I said, like I, like I said, like the the Lee and uh, Strong match, like I said, goes in the book for a possible match of the year. But when I talk, when I'm picking my match at a night, it's not just based on like work. Right, work right. rate. I mean, this is also how invested I am in the story, and, and I'm loving what they're doing with Paige. Um, <coughs> that's basically my so far my overall consensus between these two companies or companies, uh, NXT and AEW. Um, I just feel like NXT is just missing the boat on booking, <laughs> like <coughs> it's just horrible at the booking, and I feel like AEW is just way better at it. Um, kind of like. Like a good example would be, or a bad example for NXT would be, um, what the fuck is Angel Garza, right? W- one week, he he's getting dorked out by Champa because he stepped up to Champa in the back, right? And Champa just punched him in the face and knocked him out. And then the next week, he jobs to Champa, right? And then the next week. He gets the number one contendership to be cruiserweight, and then wins the cruiserweight the following week. Like, how does that make any sense? And then he now he just lost it. Like it, the the booking and all of those the 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 last tail end of that were great fucking matches, right? That those cruiserweight matches he had to win the to get into the the number one contendership, and and when he won the title, those were great fucking matches, right? It was just like the booking all the way up to that, and then Kushida, you know. You know, let, let's let's create his team and then let's 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 lose, have him lose out. I just the booking of NXT bothers me. They do great matches on those shows, so we're getting that. It's just the 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 booking and where they lead with the book. It's just I don't know. NXT AEW, I just feel like it's just way better booking. Not as good match quality as right. NXT. 
Which I'm surprised to hear you say. So I think I hear Well, that. I've said that from the beginning. I've, I said uh, talent-wise, NXT probably has a way... Overall, when you include everyone, has a way better talent um, pool. pool than AEW does. I, I could point out maybe one or two people from AEW that are probably better than the oh, yeah, majority, I, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like as a whole, you got Gargano, Ciampa, even Ciampa now. Um, and then also include the, the UK people, which isn't included in this. Right. You know, you got the Mustache Mountain people. Tyler Bate has been popping up. Pete Dunne. You know, the, the, the majority Jordan of... Devlin. Jordan Devlin. You know, who I say is like one of my favorites right now. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You discovered him. Yes. Well, no, yeah. but I'm the one that, that knew he knew he was gonna be something. No, you discovered him, kayfabe. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just as a pool. I think of what, wrestlers, I feel like you guys probably have a better talent. It's just the they just gotta get someone better behind the book, right? And just tell better stories with the book, and book these people. You know, I think AEW one of the problems they they they're gonna have because they don't do house shows. They, their talent isn't developing the way it should. I I understand that, but their talent does do outside dates. Not not uh, enough. Right. See, the problem is if you like say private party, mm-hmm. if they had time with NXT, they would not be on TV. They'd be in the performance center, getting better. Yeah. They're one of the teams that could have benefited from the performance center. And they're good. Yeah, they're good. But they could have benefited. For the performance there. Britt Baker could have too more in the mic department than the wrestling department. Yeah. Although not with a not with NXT. NXT's script and stuff like that. Look at Bailey and like who came out of the NXT thing becoming a, a being a real great on the mic. Yeah, not but she would have still benefited. But she would have benefited better from it because she would have people telling her what she was doing wrong. And maybe she's one of those people like Roman needs to be scripted. Like Roman Reigns is good on the, is okay on the mic if he's scripted. When he goes off on his own, ugh. no, I feel the opposite. I feel like when he's being real is when he was at his best. Yeah. Um. But either way, Britt Baker is one of those people probably would have benefited more from the performance center. Like she's good. I think anyone. I think anyone would probably benefit from the performance well, center. Well, not talent wise. I think. Uh, yeah. Like. Like, if, I don't know if Hangman Page would have. Hangman Page is really great. Uh, oh, I'm saying anyone. I mean, anyone who's not a great wrestler. You know, you know who still need time, you know. Right, so exactly my point, though. If you get, like, these young... Like, AEW signed a lot of young talent, which is mm-hmm. great. But young talent, that was, are they quite ready for prime time yet? They just signed them because they, they were the hot young free agent, which is good, which is a right, the mm-hmm. right move. Not saying anything bad about yeah. that. But... They weren't ready for that spot yet. Well, that's what Dark is. And that's why a lot of those people appear on Dark. They're still allowed to do their outside dates. Getting yeah, their but doing outside right. dates is not the same as training. Well, they are training. They're doing their, their training with whoever they do it with. They do have trainers and shit like that. Yeah, it's not the same. Um, but, they're, but they are training. And they do outside dates, uh, which I was just looking at. I kind of signed up for this new service uh, with Progress. It's not gonna last long, but uh, uh, Defy Wrestling, I, I think it's like a U, UK type of thing. Okay. Um, so our Darby Allen was there. I feel like Defy is their progress, while WWE has progress. Defy might be AEW's progress, because a lot of them, even what's her face, Audrey, 
the referee. Ed, yeah, the referee. Ed, yeah, Audrey Edwards. Yeah, she was at refereeing at the fight with Darby Allen and George and Allen and shit like that. See what AEW should do is they should use House of Glory as their training ground. I wouldn't be surprised if that is a thing that they are doing because a lot of talent does go there. Because yeah. House of Glory is a training school. Yeah, Amazing Red used to run it, so that'll be their PC. And there's been a lot of mixing lately, right? Like. So if you like, if you look at AEW and Progress, well, I'm sorry, WWE and Progress, right? Which has Mark Andrews there at, in Progress, and then Andy Dennis, and there are other, like some of these outside wrestlers are still mixing it up. You know what I'm saying? Like there's still WWE wrestlers going to evolve. There's still like some AEW wrestlers going to evolve or define stuff stuff like that. So I wonder if that affects anything with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if Darby Allen does a defy and Mark Andrews goes to defy to do a to book a show or whatever. I gotta feel that if Defy starts working with AEW, WWE's not gonna let the talent go there anymore. I I just gotta feel it. I mean No, I don't think so. I I we we should look that up. We'll look that up. Yeah, that's a research job. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention something real quick before calling it, but I'm just going to call it. Um, one thing I will say that AW should introduce, I think I mentioned it, a six-man title. Oh, yeah. They have enough six-man units right now. Like, Jericho and the Proud and Powerful have been doing a lot of six-man tag matches together. They didn't want this week to do one again next week. Mm-hmm. They can win a six-man title. You could put the Bucks and hang and co- you could oh dude now Hangman's trying to see like he's like the outside looking in mm-hmm. he jealous that Kenny always wants to hang up more with the Bucks. You create the six man title have Kenny and the Bucks win it. That's another way that 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 make, that'll make Hangman feel like an outsider. Yeah, or mix it up have Paige and the Bucks win it. There's more of a reason for Paige to hang around with the Bucks and he doesn't want to hang around. Stay with them. Yeah, that'd be nice. You got the Jurassic Jurassic Express with it. Yeah, It'd be cool watching Marco Stone walk around with a wrestling belt as big as he is. <laughs> I give him all three belts though. <laughs> and, and you see, like struggling to carry all three of them in together. It'd be fun. Anyway, so that's the show, uh, guys. Thank you as always for joining us. And guys, please, please keep the Facebook thing going. We're having so much fun with it. Yeah, and oh, real quick, thank you to a lot of people. Um, Robert Hofferman, uh, Wendy uh, Freeman, uh, Sean Linton. You guys have been really spreading the word of the, the show, and I appreciate that. Um, inviting other people to join and stuff like that. And uh, thank you very much. Keep doing that. Um, to people who have been invited, please an- answer the questions. Yeah, answer the questions. And it, it should automatically let you right in. And then you're in. And you get to have fun with the fun convos um, in, in about the grip and graps. So... Yeah, that's all I want to say. Thank you to all you guys. Love you guys. And uh, keep it in the ring. Keep it in the ring. Sweet.